But again, I just want to thank all the men and women uh, serving in the armed forces. And, uh, you know, not only that, you know, there's there's folks that uh, I know, like with my dad, he was in in the military, but mom was holding down the, 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 the home base, you know. So everybody has a part to play, and uh, that gives us freedom here today. So talking about freedom, we're going to jump on into the message, and it's called When God Ran. And when Denise saw that, she was like, what do you mean? I said, you'll have to see. You'll have to see. Because this is a message that's very, very, very dear to my heart. And I think most all of us can relate to this. It's a story that we've heard many times, but I believe it's a story that, that rings true in a lot of our lives. So I want to jump right in on that. But actually, if you've got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be in Luke chapter 15, okay? And I'm going to, I'm going to do a little unpacking of that. And, uh, you know, so it's a story about the prodigal son, the wayward son. Or my dad would say the knothead. That's what he used to tell me when I won't listen. He said, well, we got a knothead, man. Listen to me. You know? And sometimes we want to do things our own way. Amen? And sometimes we find out about midway, it's not the best way. You know? So uh, I hope that we just have our hearts open to what God's going to show us today here. And, you know, it just get a better picture of God's love and God's restoration. If, you know, there's something that you could take away from this today, I want you to know how much God loves you. I want you to know that God will meet you where you are. And God wants to restore you. And I'm talking about those. I'm, I'm talking to everybody. But first, I want to take a minute right here. I'm talking about those that have given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then sometimes we wander off a little bit. Okay? But God is still looking for you to come back. Amen? So, with that being said, I thought, well, how's the best way to get to this? And I thought, well, you know what? If you look in chapter 15, there's really like three parables. And Jesus starts out. And he talks about the first one he talks about is the sheep. Right? And the sheep herder. And he says, which one of you, if you had a hundred sheep... If one of them walked away, wouldn't you leave the 99 and go get the one? Now, you know, today's world, it'd be like cutting the losses, right? Like, man, I got 99 over here, whatever. God doesn't work like that. I want you to see as we unpack this, the value that God puts on one. I want you to know that you're the one today, amen? So he says, which one of you would, would, would you know, uh, have 100 sheep? And one goes away, would you, would you leave the 99? And then they leave the 99. That's a picture of God going out, right? We're his sheep. Jesus is a good shepherd. And he goes out and he brings us back. Brings us back into the sheepfold. That's what we should be doing as the church, right? Inviting, asking people to come, seeing what's going on. Loving them where they're at. Now, I don't know about you guys. Um, you know, there's times in our life that we probably need sin pointed out. But most of the time we know it, you know. We just need somebody to love us back in to where we need to be, Right? The next thing he starts talking about as we go down through the, through the scripture, he talks about a woman, right, that got 10 coins. And as I studied that out, it said the Palestinian women, uh, Stein women, when they would get married, they would get 10 coins. Now, there was some value to the coin itself, but it's really more like uh, the value of your wedding ring. It doesn't matter how much it cost. It matters because it was given with the heart, right? And, and this woman in the, in the parable loses one of the coins, and she searches everywhere, right? She doesn't just say, well, I got nine and everything's okay. She says, man, I've lost that coin. It's of great value, amen? So we're understanding we're talking about great value, right? And she finds it. And what does she do? She rejoices. She calls everybody. I, you know, I just looked at my mother-in-law. I thought about this. <laughs> I thought when I gave my life to the Lord, right? And I called her. And she was like, woo! She was all excited. She was crying and everything else. I told some other people, they said, Church going, what's your money, man? What's up? You see the difference? She was like, oh my gosh. He's not going to hell now. You know? That's a good thing. You know? And, and, and you know, and not only that, but, but she was loving on me where I was at and, and, and just, you know, hey, there's so much more. 
You know, what God has did, it's the finished work of the cross. But guess what? He's going to use you. <laughs> like, yeah. He's going to use me and say, this is what not to do. But you know what? God doesn't work like that. God says, hey, he wants to bring you on up. He wants, to, he wants to love you into that place that you can be all you can be for him. Amen. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. So with that being said, um, let me see where we're at. Because you know what? It's kind of interesting. I, Tim is so gracious. He always gives me my eyeglass case. And I open it up and I go, well, good thing I know this message is in my heart because I can't see anything on my paper. I left my glasses. So that's good. Because this message is dear to my heart. Because so many times I go back to this story and I go, man, Lord, that's me. That's me. So as we unpack this a little bit today and you say, you know what, that's me, sons and daughters, watch how God ran to their defense. Amen. So everybody's doing good. Say amen, amen. amen. All right. Did we get the food heating up in there already? Okay. All right. Hey, I, I see these faces in there. I want to keep everybody happy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see where we're at here. I want to read a little bit here. And, and again, the title is When God Ran. But I got, before we get to this, I got to unpack a little bit. I told you the first story about the sheep. I told you the second story about the coin. But what I really want to do is get to about the son. Amen. So what was going on? There's a, there's a dad and two sons. I'm going to kind of speed it up a little bit, just tell it in my own words. And the custom was in when the dad passed away, the oldest son would get two-thirds of the estate, and the youngest son gets one-third. That's the way it was, okay? Now, imagine this. The younger son, while the dad's still living, he comes up and approaches him. He says, hey, I want my part now. Can you imagine it? Now, let me tell you the impact of that. That's basically saying, I wish you were dead. Give me. Wow. Now, that's pretty brutal, isn't it? I want you to see how mean, tough, callous, rough, how far disconnected this guy was. So you see how good God is, amen? So guess what? The Bible unpacks a little bit more and says, okay. The dad says, uh, okay, here you go. Kind of picture, God says, I'm going to turn you over to yourself. You know what? You want to do it that way? I love you. But sometimes it's a tough love, isn't it? Amen. Moms and dads are going, yes. So he goes on out and he takes his money and he goes out on the town and wild living and this, that, and other thing. And there became a great famine and he ran out of money. Guess what? I guarantee you, he ran out of friends too. Those so-called friends that was hanging out when the money got thin, so did they. All right. So then, now listen, remember this. This is, this is, uh, this was a Jewish boy. All right, and their custom was not to be around uh, uh, pigs or anything like that. It was an unclean animal. So he gets he stooped so low to a point that he comes to a guy and he says, "Hey, look, Mister." He says, "Can you give me a job? Any job? I'll even I'll even slop the hogs. I'll feed the pigs." Now this is low, right? The, the, the Jewish folks they wouldn't even be around a pig. He said, "I'll tell you what. If you just give me something to eat, if you look out for me, I'll, I'll jump in there and I'll help him." And then he starts slapping the hogs, feeding the pigs, right? And he's going, man, that looks good. I mean, you can get so low and so out of it and so desperate that things that you would never do or never think of or never feast on, you say, that doesn't look too bad. But the Bible says this. It says, then he came to his senses. And he says, man, I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned against my dad. He says, even if I went back and said, I'm sorry, if my dad would let me just work as, a, as, as one of the servants, he said, they got more than enough. And he came to himself and he says, I'm going to go back. And he says, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to ask my, my dad to forgive me. And that's where we start, amen? That's where we start. The things I want you to take away out of that is look what he did. He turned his back on his dad. Sometimes we do that. You know what? He just went away and he just did what he wanted to do. 
But thank God it came to his senses. And I want something else I want you to show, show you is this. A lot of times, and we are preaching to everybody, folks that never heard the message or haven't given their life to the Lord, this guy was a son. You could say this guy was a believer. He was in the family. And this is what he did, okay? So let's see where we're at here. I want to go ahead and, and grab a couple of things. I want to make sure I got my notes together here. I think I brought you up to speed here. And so in verse 20 it says, So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. I love this. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. And kill the, the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. And I don't know why we don't have that. It says, so let the party begin. Because my belly was in front of it. That's what it was. <laughs> Man, I'll just take the salad today. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't see that. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Let's get back on the track. <laughs> You know what? Some, some people say, well, you know, at least you keep it real. <laughs> but I want you to focus back on this. There's a few things. You know, we talked a little bit about how he took the two thirds and he just ran and did everything he wanted. But look at the picture of the father. OK, I want to roll this out here. The father was watching. And if you look at that, if you got your Bibles, you could take a good look at that um, verse in verse 20. But take a look at this. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. The father represents God. See, a lot of times we don't realize it, but while we're still a long way off, God's looking. Is he coming back? Is she coming back? I love you. He's calling out. He's putting people in your path saying, hey, come on home. Come on home. What was the father doing? Just like I said, he was searching. He was watching. And I love that. He was watching for the son's return. And, and this is, you know, I, I want you guys to insert yourself in the story. What do you think about this? Do you think about, man, God is watching for me to love me and embrace me and bring me back in? See, what the, what we, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself here a little bit, but I'll repeat it twice because it's good stuff. A lot of times we buy the lie that God's out there and he's mad and he's going he's gonna to do this and he's going to stiff arm us. And guess what? So we just go a little deeper. We buy the line, go a little deeper. But God, if you're here today, I want to tell you that God is watching for you to come home. Yeah, he's watching for us to come home, for us to turn and come back to him. And that's pretty good to think about that the grace of God will wash us clean. The blood of Christ has already done that and that his love draws us back. And I wrote this down. I says, what good is a gift if you don't receive it? Really think about it. what good is a gift if you don't receive it? And notice I want you to hear, I made sure I wrote this big. I didn't say abuse it. I said receive it and embrace it. Embrace it. So many times you talk to people and they'll say, oh, yeah, you think you can live any way you want this? No, we're not saying that. But what we are saying is when you miss the mark and you get off track, come on back. Because he paid way too high price for you to be outside the camp. And the truth is you're not outside the camp. You never can get too far from the loving arms of our Heavenly Father. But it sure is nice to be close, isn't it? It sure is nice to have him wrap his arms around you. So with that being said, let me tell you. I want, I want you guys to just get this here. I want y'all to repeat this. I have value. I have value. Because, because 
God said so. If you don't take anything else away with you today, take that with you. I've got value because God said so. Here's another story that he said. He started out with the sheep. He said, man, the sheep has value to the shepherd. He said the coin had value to the woman that got married and lost one, and she's rejoicing when she married. Now he's making it right here on home base. He said there's a father that a son ran off, and he's watching and waiting for him to come home. That's me and you. That's a picture of me and you. Amen? Take a look at this. How did he receive him? Let's keep on rolling. You guys got your notebooks out, right? Let's get it. The father met him where he was. And that's what I wanted to hit. The father met us right where he was. God will meet you right where you are. And you say, but you don't know my past. He does. And he says, I'll meet you right where you are. Yeah, but you don't know about last week or the ride here. He does. And he says, man, I want to restore you. And he comes back with love and compassion. Amen. Take a look at this. What did the father do? He embraced him and kissed him. See, what I want to do is break down this wall, this lie that the enemy says, God's out to get you. God's out to get you. God's out to get you. That's not it. God's already got you if you've given your life to him. And he wants you to come back home. I don't know any of us as moms and dads go, I can't wait, boy, I can't wait that phone ring so I can tell them how much they missed it. Well, guess what? They're probably not going to ring if they think that's what they're going to get when they call. And we know there has to be tough love and we know that there has to be situations, but I'm going to tell you why. Man, when you blow it, you don't really need somebody to do that. You need somebody to do this. Help you back up. And he comes out and he wraps his loving arms around his son and embrace him and kiss him. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. His loving arms were stretched out for you. The father was overflowing with love and compassion for the son. You think about that, man. You just, your kids are, 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 you know, for those that maybe don't have kids yet or doesn't have kids, maybe grandkids, whatever the case is. But love gives, man. When you love somebody, you want to do, you want to give, you want to spend time, you want to invest, right? Because you see the value in them. Even sometimes when they don't see the value in yourself. Now I'm going to tell you what, I get a lot of calls and talk to a lot of people. And a lot of times people don't see the value in the self, in their self. Sometimes I get down and go, wow, I wouldn't pick me, you know? But God says, well, I did. So get back up and let's keep walking. That's what I want you to hear today. Let's get back up and keep walking. Walking back into the loving arms and compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Look how God responds to us when we turn. Now, I want to give you all a little bit more background. I want you guys to picture this. A Jewish man and their custom. They were really heavy duty on customs and stuff. And you wouldn't never, ever, ever see a Jewish man lift up his, his little outfit and take off running to his son. And man, that would be like, oh. He just lost his mind. But let me tell you, the love of the father caused him to grab up his skirt and run out and love on his boy. You know, because you don't really care when it's right here. You don't care what the neighbors say. You don't care. Let me tell you, man, Jesse got laid out in football. I was like, hold the knees, boy. I was like, don't go out there. So I got to get out there. You know, because you see that, that person or the one you love when they're down and you love them, you want to pick them up. Today, I want to tell you, we love you and we want to pick you up. God wants to love you and pick you up. God does love you, and he's willing to pick you up. Amen? That's what I'm going to talk about there. But I'm going to tell you what. You know what's good? Talk about the football, right? He got back up, and he did good, and he finished well. That's good stuff. We can't quit. We can't stop. We got to keep going. And that's why I'm so proud of so many. When I see them, you know, things, they get a, a, a bad hand, and they keep going. And look, we just talked about Connie. She says, hey, might not make it Sunday, but... You know what? Uh, 
I said, hey, you know what time? I said, what's in your plate? <laughs> you know? But, you know, when you see somebody that's plugged in and somebody loves the Lord, you know, you can't keep them down long, can you? You can't keep them down long because God's love is going to raise them back up. Amen? That's what I want you to know, that God has love and compassion for you today. Amen? All right. Well, this is where we're talking about when God ran. The father ran to the son. He ran to his son and embraced him and kissed him. And we talked a little bit about that. But what I want you to see is this, the urgency. Is there an urgency in your life to run back to God? Because there's an urgency about him and his love and his compassion to get that to you. I want you to hear. I know you say, man, buddy, it sounds like you're saying the same thing. I probably am because I want you to get it. I want you to hear it because I know what I need to hear it. I need to hear it. Man, you go through the week and it gets a little long and things don't turn out like you think and this was going to happen and this was going to happen and it just changes everything and you get the phone call like I was talking about and it changed everything like that. But you know what? God's still watching. God's still looking. God's still loving. God's still restoring. Amen. And you know what else? There was a time of heart healing for the son. Now, how do you think that son felt? When he saw his dad, it don't matter. You're mine. Man, it don't matter. You're mine. Come home. See, that's the message today. Come home, come home, come home. And you know what? When we start thinking about that, see, a lot of times people get a little nervous if you start speaking about grace. They just, you're just going to give them a license to do anything they want. No, that's not what I'm talking about. When you're overwhelmed by grace, you're going to want to do what God's done for you and walk in what God has for you. You know? Because you know what? That love changes everything. If we receive that gift, guess what? And it starts flowing through us. You're going to treat your kids different. You're going to treat your wife different. You're going to treat your neighbor different. And you know what? Hard to do it on your own. Hard to do it on your own. Because this old stuff, this flesh right here, boy, she'll rear up in a minute. Real. But you know what? As we spend time with God, and God does a little work on our heart from the inside out, everything changes. Amen. Today, I pray that we grasp the love of the Father for each of us. See, we got to make this thing personal. we got to make this thing personal. So many times we say, well, don't take it personal. This is one of those things I'm going to say to make it personal. Make it personal because God wants to restore. Amen. God wants to restore us. Let's take a look at this. In verse 22, it says, but his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been Batman. Man, when I start thinking about that, he didn't say, well, you know, you come on back and we'll see how you do, son. He didn't say that. He didn't say, you come on back and if you, you know, you do X, Y, Z, then I'll love you. It doesn't work like that. Isn't that good to know? I mean, that right when I start soaking that in, I go, wow, you mean I can get that today? You mean I got it right here? All I got to do is say, God, forgive me. God, help me. Lord, come and help me. You notice what it says here? I love this. Quick. Things can change in an instant. Now, we talked about a few things change for an instant. Usually when we think things can change for an instant, we think, oh, bad, right? I want to tell you things can change in an instant for good. You can, you can walk out of death and walk into life. Amen. By hollering and is calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There was respira- restoration and celebration, not condemnation. See, a lot of times we get to be in a condemnation. You should have. What about this? All these things just brings a big barrier between us and God. 
But I'm going to tell you, go back, mark this in your Bible, Luke 15, Luke 15 and read it from time to time. Because sooner or later, you're going to have to insert your life in there. But you know what? It's okay to insert your life in there. But when you pull it back out, pull out the grace and the restoration. Amen. Pull back and on the love of God. That's what I want you to take away today. Amen. No waiting period. He says it's quick. Boom. Why would you put off opening that gift that God got for you? Why? Why would you spend another day with a shovel lip? Why would you spend another day in condemnation? Why? 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 You know what? Because we buy the lie. Because God's saying, I got it right here. I got it right here. But I got, I got this problem and I got this situation. I didn't do this. I'll take you right where you are. There's a loving arms of God running to his children. That's for me and you. Our Father has put the best robe on us, the robe of righteousness. In doing so, he has reinstated us as sons and daughters of the Most High God. You think about that, that picture. Let's take that picture. And I was always writing last night a little bit more. I thought about that. Man, he puts that robe of righteousness on us. Got a ring on her finger. He's putting a ring on his finger. And I thought about the Holy Spirit. You know, a ring, when you're married, that didn't marry you. It just says, hey, you know what? This is the outward expression of my love for you. God says, my love for you is through Jesus Christ. My love for you is the Spirit of the Lord living in you. Right? Ephesians 1, take a look at that. I always want to give you a word anchor with that. All right? What else do we got when we start thinking about what he did? Oh, there was another piece I had for you guys. The sandals. And I looked at this. I looked this up. Uh, Ephesians 6, 15 says, On your feet wear the good news of peace to help you stand strong. I thought, isn't that great? We got the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ that helps us stand strong. It helps us understand who we are. It helps us get through and come out on top. Be more than conquerors, amen? But I tell you what, if you don't know who you are and you're trying to walk in somebody else's shoes, it doesn't work out real well. And your shoe might not fit me and his shoe might not fit him or her or however you want to do it. But I'm going to tell you what, God says, I got the right size for you. And there is a one size fit all shoe, it's Jesus. But you know what? As we love on him, he molds us and walks us right down that path. His words are laid to our feet, amen? And so I want us to see that we can be restored in an instant. That it's quick. It's the work of God. You hear that? It's the work of God. It's not us earning it. It's not us getting good enough to get it. It's not us, you know, going to church 17 times and only miss once in three years or whatever it is or whatever you want to try to make it. He already made it. We just got to receive it. Amen. And that's my prayer for us today. As we go into this, I want you guys to think about how this applies to you. Now, I took the liberty of doing this last night because I tell you, I got wrapped up in this story. I go back to this story, man, there's tears on the pages of my Bible because of this story. Because I said, man, that's me. Man, that's my friend. But today I want you to make it personal. So what I did, I took the liberty of just for this time frame. I said, you know what? I'm going to myself, insert myself in that story. I don't want you guys to look at this. And I, I took the verses out and everything and I just made it as a paragraph and I made it as a prayer. And I put... So I returned home to my father. And while I was still a long way off, my father saw me coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to me, embraced me, and kissed me. And I said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer worthy being called your son. Look at this. But my father said to the servant, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. And kill the calf we have been fattening. 
We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead, and now he's returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Man, that's a celebration, isn't it? That's a celebration. So today I pray that you guys take this truth and, and, and let God impart it into your life. I don't care if, you know, it says son, you can put daughter in there. It's for us. It's for a time such as this. And it's a time of restoration. And that's what I pray that you guys get that today. Also, before we pray, I just want you guys to think about this. God takes us right where we are. You know, I've talked about this verse a lot, this, this chapter a lot in the Bible, Romans chapter 8. And it starts out, it says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. He's not pointing the finger. He's reaching out his hand. He's reaching out to you right where you are. And you know, it's not about anything other than calling on the name of Jesus. That's what I love. That's what I love. He's broken down to the most simplest form. But he paid the most highest price. So today, I pray that you open your gift to salvation. And if you've already done that, if you've already asked the Lord to come into your life, that's wonderful. But today, we're talking about those who have already done that. And I pray today that through the message that you know, but my father said to the servant, quick, bring the robe, finest robe. You have a robe of righteousness that he's given us. He's taken our sin on him, Jesus Christ, upon the cross. And he's given us his robe of righteousness. And we receive that by faith. So with your eyes closed and your hearts open, I pray that today is the day. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, you say, I need that robe of righteousness. I need that sandal you're talking about. I need the Lord. It's by saying, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin right here, right now. That's your prayer to say, God, forgive me. I believe you're the son of God. I believe that God rose you from the day of Jesus today. Come into my life and save me. And quick, he does it. If you're here today and you say, man, you are telling my life story. Well, join the crowd. Because I've run away and I've done this and I've done that and all those things. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Stop focusing on what you've done and focus on what God did. Because that's the takeaway for today. The takeaway today is when God ran... He ran out to reach you right where you are. He ran out to reach you right with all the things that you've missed the mark and I've missed the mark. And he says, quick, come. It's time to celebrate. We must celebrate. For this son of mine or daughter was dead and now they've returned to life. They were lost, but now they're found. And with that being said, let the party begin. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, all right? Good, good, good. I tell you what, um, I'm going to get her to bring some music on there, and I, I would like to pray over the food. And I tell you what, that was a short, sweet, powerful message, I pray. But you know what? Man, if you guys want to talk more about that, we're going to be here. And the, you know why we do what we do here? It's so we get an opportunity to kind of grow our family a little bit. So you know what? I'm going to encourage you, if you're sitting right here and you're eating after you go over to eat a cookie over here. Or drink some coffee over there. Kind of mingle a little bit, all right? We'll call it aerobic uh, worship Eden. How about that? Father, we do thank you for today. I thank you for each one here. I thank you, Lord, that we have a place to come and freely worship you. Uh, Father, I thank you for your restoration. I thank you, Lord, that you show us a beautiful picture of how we're lost sometimes, but you never stop looking. You never stop searching. 
and you never stop running to us when we come to you, Lord. You wrap your loving arms around us. Uh, Father, you grab us and just take us right where we are, and I praise you for that, Lord. I thank you for each one here. I know that there's a lot going on in each of our lives, Lord, but let us quiet our hearts today. Take time and just focus on our Thanksgiving time of what you've done, Lord. The greatest gift ever, the Lord Jesus Christ.